Your name? My name is Kelsey. And how old are you? Eight. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he created everything and he and he made everything and he shared the Bible with us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, boys and girls, to the Jesus is Better podcast. Finn the Fish is here to help me out with studying our passage today. Right, Finn? Finn? What? Oh, sorry. I was just getting my papers together. You know this James book isn't really a story, right? And it was a lot shorter than 1 Samuel. That's because it was a letter. A letter like you send in the mail? Then it was pretty long for a letter. I have to write my grandma thank you notes when she sends me gifts for my birthday. But those are only a couple sentences. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But first, let's ask God to help us as we study. Oh, can I? Dear God, we can't do this without you. Do you help us to know you better? As I study with Miss Alicia, amen. Thanks, Finn. Let's start by looking at how this book called James fits into the rest of God's story in the Bible. Well, it's way near the end of my Bible, so it must be after Jesus came. You're right. It was after Jesus had gone back into heaven, and the disciples were telling people the good news, and it was spreading like wildfire all around the surrounding areas. Wildfire. Fire is dangerous. How about like crashing waves? Um, sure. So the author is writing to believers to help them know how God wants them to live now that they believe they're forgiven in Jesus. So who did write it, James? The writer says his name is James, and many people who study the Bible believe it was the James who was the brother of Jesus. Even though he wasn't one of Jesus' twelve disciples, he became one of the leaders of the church in Jerusalem, but was eventually killed for his faith. Yikes! It was one of the earliest books written after Jesus had been resurrected and was written to the Jewish Christians who were being hurt and killed because they believed in Jesus as their Savior and King. And even though it's a letter, it's also written like some of the Old Testament proverbs and poems that are called wisdom literature. Because it makes you wise? Hey, James used the word wisdom right near the beginning of his letter. Yep, 
He wrote it to show the believers how to live godly lives in the work they do each day and how their faith in Jesus affects all that they do. Can I use my papers now? I am printed out a book of James on the NRV. But let me listen to the ESV and NIV audio on her phone before I went to bed because that's what she had. Wow. So I bet you have a pretty good idea what kinds of things James says in his letter. Can you tell me what you remember? Sure. He he talks about having troubles and temptations. But I still don't get why I was supposed to be glad about it. That's a good place to put a question mark, Finn. What else? Well, he told him not to just listen to God's word and walk away, but to do the stuff Jesus told them to. And to do that stuff and be nice to people. And others can know that they have faith. And not to fight and do whatever they feel like doing. And this is stuff about prayer at the end. Great, Finn. You mentioned the word wisdom. Were there any other words you noticed a lot? She, he sure says don't a bunch. I wonder if his mom told him don't a lot when he was a kid. <laughs> I'm sure the kids listening hear their moms and dads say don't a lot too. But we'll talk about why that isn't such a bad thing when James does it. Were there any words you weren't sure about? Oh, my mom and I did that already. I wasn't sure what beliefs were. So we looked it up on dictionary.com. And it said it was like having confidence or faith or trust or conviction. You mean conviction? Oh, yeah. It was like being convinced of something. Great! You're already moving into figuring out what things mean now that you know what the letter says. Let's get back to your questions about all those don'ts and having joy in the hard things. That was so confusing. Well, James probably knew a lot about what Jesus taught when he was on earth and about his Sermon on the Mount. So since James was talking to the new Jewish believers, he probably wanted to remind them of stuff Jesus had said. Like being kind to people who are mean and stuff. Right. And maybe we should think about why James would say those things to believers who are being hurt and killed for following Jesus. You mean like since they're being hurt, they're supposed to remember that even though Jesus was... With them, like in his body, his spear was supposed to help them. And what would happen if they were killed? Well, they would be good to be with Jesus again, even though all their friends and family would be very sad. I guess they would be together again after they died, too. Once I had a little pet plankton, and I kept it in a little box, but forgot to feed it, and it died. And maybe she also said it was my fault. Well, then when Hale did the same to his pet LinkedIn, I knew how sad he felt and just sat for him for a while. That sounds like a good thing to do for your friend. One thing we can also do to understand these verses more is to do some paraphrasing. 
Para-wedding? Paraphrasing is when you read a verse and then tell it back in your own words. Oh, well, give me a short one. My brothers and sisters, you will face all kinds of trouble. My brothers, you better tell me a little more. When you do, think of it as pure joy. What comes after that? Your faith will be tested. You know that when this happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue. And you must allow this strength to finish its work. Then you will be all you should be. You will have everything you need. Oh, okay. So he's saying, guys, bad things are going to happen. When it does, it's a joyful thing. You'll see if you believe what you said you did. And we'll be able to keep going in God's strength. He is working to make you look like you're supposed to be. Like that? Super, Finn. Super, Finn. Maybe that should be my superhero name. Um, (laughs) anyway, as I've studied this letter, I think James is saying that there is joy in being with Jesus right now through any bad thing and that he's making us mature or growing us up in his strength and that the best is still coming. So are all those don'ts supposed to mature us too? That's a great thought. Since God made us in his image, he loves helping us to look like him. And James's letter shows us what that looks like when we read his word and then spend time with other people. He cares about orphans and widows, rich and poor people, and even fish. He even crooks the toadfish. He always tries to tie up Harold's tentacles. And he always pushing me through narrow places in the coral reef so I might get stuck. Even croak. And as you pray for him and talk with your parents so that they know what's going on, God can give you a heart of compassion, even if you still don't enjoy being around him. Well, what about Slim? He's a C.O.R.S. in my class, but it's really hard to be friends with him. Why's that? Well, he's really slow. So he, we're always having to wait for him. And he always sucks so much that he takes up all the talking space. And if you want to hear what he has to say, it's some really slow next to him. He does love Jesus, though. Sometimes the stuff he talks about is pretty interesting. And he doesn't even have any brothers or sisters. So it probably gets kind of lonely sometimes. That makes me think of what James says in his letter in chapter 2 about how we aren't supposed to treat some people better than others. Maybe you could ask God for wisdom to show you how to include Slim in your games. And then your classmates could know how to as well. Maybe, but wish that being kind was easier. Me too. But I think James was reminding the hurting believers back then and us today, that even when we go through hard times, we can always remember that there's a crown of life ahead that we'll get to wear with Jesus every day, forever and always. And then it won't be hard to be kind ever again, because we'll be like Him. And as the Spirit helps us talk with God through prayer now, He helps us 
to be kind, and we get to have a taste of what our relationships will be like forever. Is it time to draw a picture now? I've got red, green, purple, and yellow and blue color pencils. Yes, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for all you've shown us so far as we've studied this letter. What else do you want to show us about your heart? What encouragement do you have for us? How do you want us to respond? Okay, done. Can you tell the boys and girls what you drew? It's a picture of me and Harold and Betsy the butterfly fish. She's saying mean things about Croak. And I'm telling her that Jesus loves Croak, even though he's so mean. Slim is swimming toward us. And rather than swimming away so he can't catch up, we swim toward him. We're laughing, not at him. But because he always t- starts telling us a story before he gets close enough so we can hear him. And we always have to tell him to start over. He doesn't mind because he likes to talk. That's great, Finn. I'm sure the boys and girls face some of those same things with their friends at school or siblings at home. I mean, they have friends that swim slowly, too. Um, something like that. Wait, I forgot to show you something in my picture. Yeah. What are those rays of sunlight shining on Croak? It's God's love. His light is shining on Croak. Even Croak doesn't know it. And his light is swimming this yellow path that we get to swim along until all the hard things are finished. He's very kind to give his love to us, isn't he? I agree, Finn. Can I pray for the boys and girls who might need to remember some of those things, too? Sure, but I don't know how many toadfish live in schools. (laughs) Father, thank you for the times that you've shown our friends listening your heart for the kids in their class who are unkind or just not very fun to be around. Thank you for the times you've helped them to speak with kindness and for changing their hearts as they study your word. Thank you for all the good that's coming no matter what sad thing we're experiencing right now, and that we can ask your Spirit to help us to receive joy today. We love you and are so glad you love us more. Amen. Amen. This isn't the end, right? You're still going to be Let me help with the podcast, right? I don't think I could bear it. If you said you were going back to doing it all on your own. Of course I'd love to have you help, Finn. Phew. Now that we're finished with our Studying the Bible series, we're going to take a few weeks to look at God's big story through the whole Bible and then use what we've learned to pick up where Mr. Thomas left off when he finished Second Samuel. You're going to tell the story of the whole Bible? Wouldn't that take like five years? I won't be telling every story in the Bible. 
but it will be kind of like fitting the pieces of a puzzle together to see the whole picture of what God's been doing since before the earth was created. I still don't get it. That's okay, Finn. I'm glad you're going along for the ride, because maybe you'll be able to ask some of the same questions the boys and girls have. We're going for a ride on the podcast. Um, just don't worry about it. I'll be with you the whole time. Okay, Miss Alicia, gotta go, Buffalo. Oh, Finn. Until next time, boys and girls.